Hey everyone and welcome to the Framework to Flourish podcast, where we dive deep into an honest and transparent conversation around who we were made to be. We are super excited to dive into a range of topics that will help you rediscover your deepest self, align your life with God's will and live into your sweet spot. I believe that your ability and potential defines your destiny and there's a way that you can live that honors God, serves other people and absolutely thrills you. We want to encourage you to escape the hustle, hurry and demands of current society and focus on growing into the person you were created to be. So join us as we rediscover peace, joy and a life of meaning. So in this very first episode of the Framework to Flourish podcast, I'm talking to my good friend Edwin van der Walt. Now, if you know Edwin, then you know that when he walks into a room, he just brings this wealth of joy and inspiration and encouragement and excitement with him. And what I wanted to do in this episode is to just unpack the thought of being the best version of oneself, because I think this is something that Edwin has been able to embody in his own life with detailed practices and habits that he has formed that actually enables him to be a person that goes out there and, and lives his own truth that encourages other people, engages with them at a deeper level, and actually helps and enables them to be the best versions of themselves. Join me as we have a super cool discussion with Edwin about some amazing habits, tactics, tools, tips, and tricks that you can do in your own life to actually help you be the version of yourself that you wish to be. Edwin, my friend. Marcus. Thank you so much for being here on the very, very first Framework to Flourish podcast. Sure. Uh, I think we should cue sound effects there just to yeah. <laughs> make yes. it settle in because it's been coming for, for such a time. Yes. Um, I still remember, I actually thought about this last night. I was listening to a podcast that, that you did with a good friend of ours, Corpus van der Berg, when oh, you wow. still did Rock yes. What You Got. Yes. And I was like, this is such a cool podcast. Like this guy that I see on the, on the screen with a, a good friend of ours and they're talking about such interesting stuff. And here we are. Now you are here and I'm recording a podcast with you, which is quite exceptional. You've been, um, I still remember the first time when we met at, I think it was Need, yeah, at yes, Village Square. Yes, yes, um, yes. And the conversation started off quite light, like, how are you doing, who you are, where you're going with life, and, and it quickly transformed into this. We deep dived, <laughs> literally. I think like it's 15 one of, minutes in. It was one of, those, one of those coffees that you have with somebody, and like we've, I've seen you before, yeah. somewhere like at, a, at a, a spot both of us worked before, Yeah. but we didn't really No, 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 we didn't connect. It was just like, hi, yeah, it's how's Laku. it? How's yeah. it? And then I remember that coffee because like we sat down and it was that basic intro of mm. yo who you are and, that, and then we just started going deep like i'm talking about like we spoke about Childhood. spirituality <laughs> we spoke about father wounds literally i think we yeah. spoke i shared about my father wound we spoke about all this and walking away there both of us i think just got like we were like okay mm. I, I think we just connected on mm. a on a deeper level which was actually because mm. you don't get that often mm. people don't i think that's with with both you and i like we get into a conversation and we immediately just go for it. Mm. Like, we don't mind yeah, getting there, serious. There, yeah, like, there's no that easing in of, no. like, did you watch the game? Yeah. <laughs> and if I ask you, did you, did you watch the game? You go, yeah, but then we had this conversation <laughs> and, like, we spoke about father wounds and, we, and, we, and I'm like, yeah. yes, yes. Oh, do you know? Interesting. And then we go yeah. there. And I think that's, that's important. And, because and what, what yeah. is 
actually very cool to me is the fact that it doesn't bring us down. Mm. Like people usually connect like heartfelt conversations to, oh, but it's so deep and depressing. And it's, I think it actually gives us life. Like it kind of excites us and ignites a different part of us in terms of talking about these things and mm. strengths and, and, and what people are doing with their lives and calling and spirituality. Yeah. And I think it opens up a, a different part in us in terms of which we don't get in everyday conversations, yeah. which, is, which is quite unique. And that's also why I wanted you on the, on the very first podcast to kind of set the tone of the level of transparency mm. and, and, and what we want to do with this podcast in terms of unpacking deep things in life but in a unique everyday kind of guy type of way where it just makes a little bit more sense for people that are going through the same things that you and I can go through um, but not necessarily having the language to connect like where is this coming from why Mm. am I feeling this way Mm. Um, just before we dive into all the deep stuff tell us like just in the last year what is Mm. Edwin doing where like how was lockdown I don't want to even mentioned the big C, but mm. how was this whole season in your life from 2020 up until up until now? And what are you busy with? Mm. I think I'll start a little bit before 2020 because mm. it'll make sense then of where I ended up mm. in 2020. But I, I mean, I I became an actor. That is what I've always wanted to do. Is I knew I wanted to work where I'm going to connect with people Mm. and it's going to bring them joy. I Mm. didn't know where it would lead me to where I am today. But so what happened is I've been studying characters Mm. for like, I think it's it's nine years now. I've been dissecting how this character thinks, how they feel, what ticks them, what makes them um, um, angry, what makes them sad. Why do they think that way? Why do Mm. they react that way? And for nine years, I've been dissecting characters, but not myself. Wow. And then I got to a point where I think it was about, it's four years now. So I was, uh, let's say, about like five years in Mm. doing this. And I was super blessed of having a lot of work, which which I know talent does play a part in it. Mm. But I got to a point where I just thought, okay, like, I'm driven for something more and it, mm. and it came from inside myself. So then what ended up being is this self-awareness journey of mm. figuring out, so what makes Edwin angry? Mm. And it really bothered me that there's so many stuff, like I've been studying these characters, but I haven't been studying myself mm. and really getting to know myself. Like, cause I made bad decisions. There was one big decision that I made and it was purely to be, uh, incredible actor and I made a decision on that which was based in my identity I found my identity in being an actor so I just wanted to be the next Heath Ledger that was my mm. mission wow. and then I would make decisions cheating on um, my girlfriend then um, um, uh, you know doing those things because if I do that and it would would be with somebody that I worked with then it's going to help our chemistry on, on wow. film. So, so, and that's full transparency, just mm. the, my thinking process. But then I got to point, you're hurting so much. When you walk off set, mm. you're a human being. You, you, I, I, and I justified it in my own head. So mm. that, that, anyway, so sure. I got to a point where I just said, okay, well, I'm making decisions that's not just for that one moment on film, but it's affecting my personal life and the way I think. Mm. And I needed to go on this journey. Went on this journey, started reading books, just... 
um, really trying to transform my life in the sense of finding if I for me it was in the Bible like trying to find you know word on my life like how does it work and I completely turned a new chapter on saying I'm not gonna listen to any uh, pastor any previous uh, 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 learnings teachings that I had I want a new discovery for my life of if I say that I believe in the word of God then I need to figure oh. it out for myself yeah. not what an, uh, another pastor or anybody told me how I should interpret mm. it. I want to interpret it new, fresh. Mm. I want to know, besides the word, just what makes me angry? What excites me? Can I be authentically myself, being weird, being joyful, saying that I've got a gift encouraging people? Wow. And then when I realized that, I was still acting. I was still uh, getting roles and, and, and doing what scenes. What year was this? Uh, this was probably 2000 and. 17, 18 okay. in that, that uh, period of time. And then um, going through the self-awareness process, I just discovered so much about myself. Mm -hmm. And I realized that I don't, I don't just want to be an actor. Mm -hmm. um, I want to do more. And I discovered my pure purpose is to equip and encourage people to become the best version of themselves. Like oh. that was just, it was so clear. It was clear. I saw the pattern, recurring mm. answers to, to questions I asked myself over those two years. Mm. And it came back to the one thing. And I decided, well, I want to start something that mm. can do that. Because you can quickly justify it in your mind going, yeah, but I play a role mm. which kind of can, if somebody watched the film, then they can kind of get a message out of it. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like, I want to really get hands on practically. You know me as well. Like, mm. I want to go out and execute high achiever mm. mentality. Like, I want to do things. So I started a company um, or I had this idea for, uh, that I want to start a online educational platform where you help people become the best version of themselves. Wow. And that's where NoviGuide mm. uh, got born, our company that, that does this. It's basically masterclasses uh, mm. equipping people. And then that started, and just before, in 2019, the idea and the full process got shot. We shot our first class, uh, which was sure. a f on film acting, um, and then that company was born just before uh, COVID hit oh, us. Wow. So then when COVID hit us, it made sense as well that it fit in into the, the possibility of having a hope, having something to work on mm. as an actor that's going to keep me alive during that time because as an actor you didn't have work you mm -hmm. couldn't work and if you can't work and you find your identity in being an actor mm. for months you're nothing mm. you're oh, down wow. out in the dumps there's nothing mm. you can do so i was blessed enough to have this going and working at it and grafting at it and and, and then again you would know starting a startup and a business is not easy. Super fun. Super fun. <laughs> so Everybody fun. said it's going to be so easy and fun. <laughs> Did it. And it was one of the most rewarding, but one of the most toughest yeah. seasons of my life. Mm. But it was so worth it. Mm. Um, but I always bring it back because I had a clear purpose. I had mm. a clear why. There was always a direction for me to move towards. Mm. And that was why it was worth it. And then out of that, I started doing performance coaching. I just knew, I was like, I'm just going to try it. I just want to mm. do it. I've got this knowledge because now it's been four years after that, uh, 2021, past 2020, mm. uh, uh, I started saying, okay, but can I be personally more hands-on doing these things? Mm. Um, and we started doing that. I started doing performance coaching. Um, I, I'm busy studying an online nutrition course. I've got a massive uh, uh, interest in, in nutrition and food and health and fitness. And that started happening now. And it's just been this exceptional journey where I discovered, wait a minute, 
like I can be an actor mm. and a performance coach and a health and fitness guide mm. and just a fiance mm. and a, a son and I can be all of those things mm. You don't have to be just one thing where I find my identity. I'm, I'm not mm. those things. I'm a person. I've got mm. this gifts and the personality and the weirdness and mm. the joy inside of me. And I've got all these channels where I can just distribute those gifts and things. So wow. that's where I ended up now. And uh, uh, yeah, so that's, that's it. Let's talk about the identity thing for mm. a while. Let's talk about how you went about the whole transition phase. Because we all know that it's not like you read a book like seven habits of highly effective people and the next morning you wake up and you're transformed into this <laughs> wonderful yeah, being yeah, that yeah, is yeah. so efficient and effective. Yeah. So I think that's where a lot of this goes, not necessarily self, but where we don't really internalize our transformation. Um, from a spiritual transformation point of view, that's also like you touched on that. You don't necessarily want to pass it to just project a, a message on you. You want it to experience God and, mm. and what he's doing in your life. And, and going back to the identity in terms of how you made your shift, tell us about that discovery process in terms mm. of the books you read, how you practically then started applying these things on either a daily, weekly, or a monthly basis. But to actually, because having the revelation and being where you are now, we're actually executing on having a business, mm. being a fiance, being a good son, and also like transforming your, your world and what is to come. Like before that even happens, there's a whole transformation phase, which is sometimes it's months, years, I think it could be decades, mm. um, where you actually change your core being of being okay with, um, with things that you were okay with a couple of years ago and not anymore. Mm. So tell us a little bit about that, how the actual physical process mm. looked like for you during this whole identity transformation phase. For me, it was two things. It was meditation and imagination. Yeah. So first of all, it was, I started reading books, like let's say for interest, there was a book um, by Simon Sinek, mm. Start With Why. Mm. Now, in that process, I had to have the need or the want to want to find mm. a purpose and and this thing i want to and that's the biggest thing if i if if anyone listens to this and the big the only thing they take away is i don't care what you do or how you do it and i'll i'll share how i did it but find a mission or a purpose or a why just mm. have a direction have an aim mm. that makes everything easier it's almost like a filter system to know what to say no to and to know what to say yes to in your life mm. so the process was reading these books but then the biggest thing was i kept a uh, on my phone i had uh, I, I don't know if i may mention the apps but it's evernote so mm -hmm. i use evernote and i had this uh, one note that i opened up that said personal journey meditations and imaginations wow. so and i every time i would ask myself these questions that let's say a book simon sinek start with why asked me to say what experiences did you have in your younger days or in your youth that you can think of now that you know that shaped you sure write them down so usually good or we, bad so good or bad mm. so usually then what we do is we think about it so we read a book and we go oh yeah, yeah. and then you go on to the next like chapter or whatever mm. now uh, i wrote down everything so as it popped up you don't have to write down the whole sentence but key mm. phrases key words that pop up in those discoveries because it's revelation it's discoveries mm. and that's truthful the first thing that pops up is your impulse that's that's the that's the thing that makes you you the strength the clear image 
and the raw parts, the material of, of, of who you are. So write it down, dot it down, get it, and it should be on one uh, a note. Mm-hmm. So I started doing this. Every book I read that asked these questions, start with why. I read Bob Goff's uh, Love Does mm-hmm. just to get inspired of these things. Find your why mm-hmm. is, the, is the practical guide to start with why. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of other books that, business book, uh, Creative Calling by uh, uh, Jarvis, oh, I can't remember his name. That but guy. it's a cool book, yeah, uh, uh, Creative Calling. And, and it asks you these mm-hmm. questions. Or if you get into a conversation and people ask you, you know, oh, what, what, you know, what, what, what excites you? What energizes you? Mm. And you speak and you pick up a pattern, start to write that down. But just open the app, write the date, write oh this discovery and then i started implementing a weekly where it was like a sunday morning i would sit and i would meditate on these things or just sit and think almost visualizing my week going past like what revelations what ideas that i have this week that can give me clarity Mm. and that's the thing we we speak a lot about is like Mm. how can i create clarity in my life i just want clarity and especially in this time like Mm. It's unknown. It's, you know, there's so much fear in people because of the unknown and not knowing. But when I have a purpose and a mission, it's clear. So I went through this list. So this was four years mm. worth of notes. Wow. There's books that I read that said, listen, go back to your, there's another book that anyone can read. You don't have to be an artist. It's called The Artist's Way uh, of Julian Cameron. And, and there as well, one of the questions was, um, who, who championed? your creativity or success when you were a child mm. who was that person when you were growing up and literally i had to go think and i had this breakthrough of this one um teacher i had my english teacher that and and i never this is the weirdest thing Marco. like i never thought about this teacher ever before wow. until this question popped up mm. and but the thing is i had to meditate so i had to sit and just really allow myself to think and allow myself to openly just let the thoughts flow. Mm. So I got to this uh, teacher, uh, uh, Duplessis, Meneer Duplessis, and he was my English teacher um, in primary school. And back then on every Friday, we had our English uh, uh, period. I had to, uh, we had to do um, uh, orals. And I loved orals like oh, I, wow. I would i would do accents i would go for it <laughs> but i would go crazy but what happened is what what why he championed me was because he had kind of a structure of how things should be with the oral but he always said to me edwin just do what you do don't do uh, no structure he gave you the creative freedom he got and i realized that was somebody that championed me because he saw something mm. inside of me, the part of me that wants to express. Mm. Somebody being, <clears throat> excuse me, being an emotional being, being mm. sensitive, but also being somebody that likes to, to, to express and, and, and talk. And, and he saw that and he allowed me. And, I, mm. and then it says, write a letter. In this moment, write a letter saying thank you to wow. this person i wrote the letter and they say you can't send it to him uh, i haven't uh, 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 spotted him yet but or, or found him on on uh, facebook yet but i wrote the letter and i i wrote i dotted down all these things and then i got to a point where i said okay but i hear all this high psychologist or high performance psychologist speak about you know what's your one-liner what's your what is your why? What's your statement? What's the statement? And I thought, okay, wait a minute. Like, I want a statement. I want, I, I want to get in a room 
and confidently and authentically, if somebody asks me, so why were you born, Edwin? Mm. What, what's your why? You know, mm. What's your purpose? And usually people say it with a smirk because they go, you know, mm. and then you get people and go, ah, you know, <laughs> like I was, and I said to myself, I want to get to a place that if somebody asks me that, there will not be a split mm. second before I tell them, for me, it's to equip and encourage people to become the best version of themselves. Mm. Like that's my mission. That's my purpose. Mm. And I went through this, this, this sheet, this file, this note, and I just looked for patterns. Mm. So then you start seeing patterns when you, when, you, when you go through it. And I see, okay, every time you had time off from acting, you started something on the side. Sure. I started a podcast called Rock What You Got back in the day. For what reason? To help people discover other people's magic so that they can be magic. Sure. I got busy again and then I got time off. What did I do? I created a, th a three-month gap year for uh, matrix to f when, if they don't know what they want to do so that they can get clarity to know what they should do with their lives. Sure. Got working again, time off again. What did I do? I, st I created a website where literally it said to help people become the best version of themselves. So I saw the pattern. I was like, can you see that every time you've got time <laughs> off, there's a recurring pattern? And then you go look at your wounds. I started seeing, you know, the stuff that really makes me um, sad in life. Those are the things that I want to fix. And that's helping people, you know, find to explore. Like you don't, a lot of people struggle with self-doubt and suicidal yeah. thoughts and stuff. And I personally had uh, a very a very good friend and a situation earlier in my life where it kind of shaped me of really wanting to help people sure. and it came naturally to me mm -hmm. but I had to write those things down to explore it to identify it to know that is the thing that I'm naturally good at mm -hmm. and I can do that wherever I go so I did that and then what I was thinking about is okay cool now go sit and get kind of a structure and figure out if I write this one liner down this can be my thing. This is my mission statement. This is my purpose. This is my why. So just summing it up all the way through, I just said, okay, cool. That's my mission statement now with that one uh, notes and file system. So that's the practicality of it. Every book you read, every, but you need to schedule. So meditate and imagine. So I had to go literally sit and think outside. I'll go sit, take out my uh, notes, read through it a bit. Mm -hmm. Think about it. Meditate on it. Wow, what patterns do I pick up? Okay, imagine. Now, what is that? What, is, what images, what thoughts, what key phrases, what key words, what feelings pops up when I hear this? Then write that down in that same file on a new date where you are now today. You're going to pick up a pattern of what you are naturally good at, what makes you consistently sad in life, things that you want to help solve in this world. And that was where the identity and the why and the mission, the practicality behind it, that was the best way for me to figure it out. Is the, the way I am super analytical and strategic was I needed a physical thing that can guide me. Mm. I couldn't just think, oh, there pops up, there's the one-liner. I needed to really see a pattern and make sense out of it. And that was one of the ways. Um, and, and now actually I use this one concept in the performance coaching of using your core asking like it's a uh, 25 questions where you take somebody through it and then out of that core of who you are you write your first draft mission statement you say that's who i am let's unpack being the best version of yourself a little bit more 
I think obviously the key there is being the best version of yourself in terms of I think a lot of people read these books and, and see people they admire but it doesn't necessarily align with who they are from uh, a creation point of view in terms of their strengths and their their drive and, and um, the experiences they, they have had as, as youngsters and kids and that have shaped them. Um, you kind of see this picture. I mean, I look at a lot of 55-year-olds, uh, your Donald Miller, your yeah. Bob Gobbs, and I'm like, yo, if I can just have that, you know? And, and I think that's where it needs to become very clear in terms of when you define being the best version of yourself, what does that actually mean in terms of pl playing to your strengths or um, identifying weaknesses or, uh, or just managing your weaknesses uh, uh, and, and stuff like that? So if somebody is to ask you, what is your definition of the best version of yourself? How would you explain it in a way where people know what information to make their own and live into that so that they can become the best version of themselves and where to say, no, this isn't who I am or what I should be. And if I become this, I'm just being the best version of somebody else. Mm. Um, t tell us a little bit more about that. I'm a super practical mm. person. I need a practicality, a tool or something that helps me. So I dissected literally this question when I wrote that mission statement of to equip and encourage people to become the best version of themselves. I work backwards and I uh -huh. said to myself, what does that mean, mm -hmm. the base version of yourself? And this is my definition and I believe this is a definition that can work for anyone. And that is when you optimize your body, mind and habits. Sure. That's when you become the base version of yourself. Mm -hmm. Now, what do I mean with body? Body is, what are you feeling? This, this physical thing we have here is a vehicle mm. that our thoughts needs our mind needs so that habits can be formed so that I can execute the gifts and the miracles and the, 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 the things I need to do while I'm here. Mm. So the body is what nutrition, are you feeling your body, mm. what it needs to function at its best? Because I think mostly all of us really actually just want to feel and perform at our best mm. mo most of the time. The struggle is we get this, we wake up some mornings and we feel brain fogged. Like you feel doff in Afrikaans. They say, yeah, I just struggle to have clarity of, of mind. My mm. cognitive ability just feels, I struggle to push through the day and, and, and find clarity. So by studying and understanding that you need optimal nutrition so that your body can function at its best, so that you can have a clear mind, mm. and then that action will help your actions be optimal. And it's sleep. Are you sleeping enough? Like, there's a study that found that if you sleep six hours or less, you are sleep deprived. Wow. You can be, they, they actually said it's the same as being drunk. <laughs> Literally, yeah. <laughs> it's, when, it's when you, um, and not all of us, maybe for myself and you, I don't know. <laughs> but when, when, when you, it's like uh, having two drafts of beer and going to work. That's when you, wow. that's how you, sounds yeah, like a jaw. Like the breeze, that's a jaw until 10. <laughs> and then I go, <laughs> and, and that's, that's the thing. So, true. so understanding these concepts and these facts is so interesting. It's breathing. It's we've, I've discovered now and explored, like we are not breathing the right way anymore. Mm. And that affects, there's an interesting story. Sorry, I just quickly mm, want to go on this. There's an interesting story. Uh, uh, well, a story. It's actually uh, a, uh, something that happened, a fact. It was a heart transplant of a person that um, the girl got um, a heart transplant from 
a man that she didn't know. And she started dreaming about a murder. Wow. And she kept on having this clear, clear, crystal clear dreams of this murder. Yeah. And she went to her dad and said, listen, these dreams are getting hectic. And they went to the, I think it's called a cardiologist, the people that does the heart transplants or work with heart. Just say yes. Yes, no. just say yes. Just work with me. <laughs> and then they got in touch with the individual whose heart this was. And this person was murdered. Oh, wow. And they couldn't solve the murder and the crime. And she helped solved no the murder. Way. But what was interesting is they say that our hearts actually have a small brain inside. And that's how it works. So, and it's, it's affected by our breathing. If you can start to regulate the pattern or the rhythm of your heart, you can start to regulate your body. How, if, if I'm anxious and I can slow down, because when we get anxious, what happens? Your heart rate mm. uh, moves up. So if I can use breathing to slow my heart rate down, I can directly influence my thoughts and how I will react in moments. So it's so interesting just on the breathing spectrum, and I'm just in the beginning of studying these things, but it's insane what breathing can do for you. There's so much other stuff. Exercise, the importance of exercise. And then let's get to mind. It's self-awareness. It's mm. under, understanding your strengths, your weaknesses. Do these things. There's a, 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 a strength test called the Clifton Strengths Finder. You've been through it. Mm. I've been through it. It's amazing to just get to understand more of the way you think and perform in life and what are you really good at. It's almost, uh, I think it's like, confirmation on like mm. yes i thought i was quite analytical but now i see i'm super analytical <laughs> or whatever it is there's also surprises that happens mm. you thought that you get energy from people but actually you're not getting energy from people mm. you're getting energy from philosophical thoughts mm. when you're talking to people anyway so getting to those things getting into um self-talk and, and and optimism with your mind the impact of that and um, quick interesting story uh, recently a study on self-talk so there was this study of this japanese uh, scientist that did a study uh, that was on self-talk and he wanted to explore the impact of words on humans mm. so he did the study he took water and two jugs oh, he took water and two two yeah two jugs he, from the same source, uh, source of water, he put into one jug, the same source of water, same source of water into the other jug, left it there. He wrote positive and life-giving words on one jug and negative, destructive, hateful words on the other one. He got people to, same people, to speak the words on, those, on the left jug that was the positive, uplifting. So it was words like joy, love, peace, gratitude, all those mm. things. Just speak it over. Same people moved over to hate. You know, it was swear words. It was destruction, depression, mm. anxiety of speaking over. He left that for 24 hours or something. It, I'm, I can't be sure of all the facts. Got back, so he tested the molecules of these different jugs of water. And what he found was the one jug that was filled with the positive affirmations and the words were super aligned with absolutely beautifully formed crystals and molecules consistently through no breakages nothing the other uh, jug when he tested that it was all over the place the molecular system and wow. and the test the crystals were shattered it was 
So, now think about this. How much of your body percentage is water? 70%. So choose wisely what you speak over other people because biologically in your body it can have an effect on somebody. So that's again the mind. Like what do I choose to think about myself or speak to other people? And then the last one was habits. Like that's something we just spoke about this before, but I believe that if you don't make a habit out of anything you want to change, even, even if it is to find a purpose, if you don't schedule a time in your calendar or in your week mm. to explore my purpose or mission, you can't think that that's going to happen because most people get to a place and I was there. That's my thing. I spoke about, and that's one of my pet peeves is, because uh, I grew up with this. People speaking about things and never doing it. You know you get to a briar and th- mm. you know this guy's going to say the same thing the idea he has for the last 10 years, but he's not <laughs> doing it. And, 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 and I was that person as well. Like mm. that, that was who I was. Like, so I get it. But then when I realized when you actually make an action and a habit, you schedule a weekly time where you explore this thing to take action. Mm. Then after three months, that will become a habit. And that's how you, so if you implement the body things, the mind things, and you make it a habit, even spirituality, mm. that should become a habit. Mm. And it sounds so, oh, well, so then it's just a habit. No, when it's a habit, that's part of who you are. Mm. It should that's, be our primary habit. Th- that mm. should be your primary habit, actually. Mm. So people that say, yeah, but I, you know, I, I kind of try these things. No, 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 no. Like, that should be your habit. Like, that's my biggest thing I also believe now. If you look at somebody's habits, you, you can have a, a kind of great idea of who they are mm. and so that was my whole breakdown of like what i now completely understand and and are studying is like if you optimize your body mind and habits mm. that's what i find now is that's when you become the best version of yourself sure what does your daily routine look like now with all of this in in mind and yeah. all of the transformation that has happened and and everything that have you have been applied in applying practically in your life what does a, a day in your life look like now from morning to night cool so I'll, I'll kind of get i'm gonna try and get as practical as possible so it might bore somebody in a sense but i wake up the same time every morning for seven days a week with a with a clock or naturally? with a with a clock okay. so with an alarm the 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 thing what starts to happen is even if i'm not at home and there is no clock uh, now I've trained my body to wake up that time in any way. So it, it, I think it would be possible for me by this time now to actually wake up without it, but not taking chances. <laughs> so, <laughs> let's not risk yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, let's not risk it. Um, so, so what I do is I wake up uh, five minutes before six every morning. Um, and why I also do this is I'm not going to get into too scientifically, but it's like uh, we've our bodies have got a circadian rhythm. That means your body works in a clock process of he knows when to wake up and when to go sleep to perform optimally. So that's just what the circadian rhythm ba- in a very basic description is. So your body will excrete melatonin, which is this uh, hormone that makes you sleepy. And if, if you actually go sleep the same time every evening, two hours before you go to sleep, your body will excrete uh, melatonin. Wow. So it will, you already start to feel sleepy before and mm-hmm. you go sleep the same time. And two hours or just as the light starts to rise, uh, let's say at uh, five in the morning, it's far off, uh, your body will start to excrete cortisol, which is the stress hormone, just a little bit to pump some adrenaline into your body to start to wake up mm-hmm. slowly. But f- uh, five minutes before six, I wake up. 
I go down uh, uh, and I go sit on my yoga mat. I don't do, I'm not very weird yoga, uh, yogi type, but I go sit there and then I do my uh, 15 just recently as well. I started doing the positive affirmations one, but it's not just those affirmations where you go, I am a millionaire. It's like, no, look at your bank account. You, you, you're not right now. <laughs> not so, yeah, not there yet. So let's just be honest. It's, you need to really believe these things. So again, being very self-aware and having your uh, notes of, of your, your personal journey, you can see things that you really, oh, I am an encourager. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I, and, and something I recently started doing as well is, because uh, I, I found that I had a, a problem with that, is to say the words that I love myself and that I'm proud of myself. Mm-hmm. And that also made it, just saying these things loud, also understanding the effect that words have on our body. Mm-hmm. So I do this, go through this 15 uh, uh, just affirmations that I go. Then I do a six-minute breathing exercise. And this is now, let's say, five minutes past six. And this breathing exercise works like this. And it's six uh, seconds inhale through your nose. You inhale for six seconds. Keep it there for two seconds. And you exhale for seven seconds. Slowly exhale. Your exhale should also always be longer than your inhale. And that calms the body and it infuses good hormones. By doing this, I'll visualize something. Uh, if Izal, my fiance, listen, listens to this, she'll, she'll appreciate it. But I'll, I'll visualize her being weird and laughing so that oh, my body, as I do the breathing, so that I can get the, those good hormones early on in my day, experiencing joy and goodness in my body so that my day starts with that. Then... After that, um, I go directly into a two-hour, as I call it, a flow block, where I schedule the most important task, the priority task for me for that day to execute that. So it's two hours that I put on noise cancellation uh, headphones, and I execute that task, which I've already planned on Sunday to my to-dos. Just structure, smash it. After those two hours, I'll uh, I go into my victory hour. So my victory hour is I go up, take a shower, come back down, and I'll go into Bible study or just grow. I call it word growth. So mm. I pick up the word and I just you know let it infill me, and 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 that's a growth time. Mm. And then also if there's anything else, I'll, I'm busy with a 21 day challenge now as well where I have to do push-ups and sit-ups in the day. And so then I'll do it in that session as well. Um, after my victory hour. Um, I will go and have a smoothie. You know me and my smoothies. <laughs> so I'll have my breakfast. I also do then intermittent fasting. Uh, so I'll eat at around 10-ish, 11-ish. And then I'll go in my second uh, flow block for two hours. And then I'll have lunch after that at about one. And then after that, I don't do any more very analytical or strategic thinking uh, tasks. I will go into emails, I will go into calls, I will do more just, you know, more creative stuff, that type of vibe. And then at three, I will exercise, workout. And then um, my workouts is, uh, it's also scheduled in advance, Monday to to Friday. And then at 4.30, I do a power down ritual where I write down the three most important tasks for tomorrow. I write down, I reflect on my uh, mission statement and I reflect on my goals, my five-year goals and the deconstruction I did in that. And then by five, I literally put away my phone or I don't always get it get it right, but I put away my phone and then I go into a muhai, which is a, a, a statement that the people in Okinawa, Japan, 
used its meeting for a common purpose. So then Izal and I go into Mohai where I will make food, but we don't have our cell phones there. We'll cook and just chat, just be present with each other because sure. that is something that is so difficult in a time like this because it's ping, 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 yeah. WhatsApp. I also took off all the notifications on my phone because I'm just, oh, it's, it's so disruptive. So yeah, it's that. And then uh, sometimes we'll maybe watch some uh, series or just chill or whatever, read a book. And then at um, 8.30, I head to bed. And yeah, and then do you prepare for sleep or is it just like reading and, and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, so I never go on my phone in the evening. From the, the moment we've, we've done eating, I, I don't go mm. back onto my phone. Um, I would uh, read, usually I'll read, and it will be not something, not a business book, not, not something that's going to get mm. my uh, brain thinking a lot. Mm. So it will be mostly spiritual or just relaxation or even uh, I'm trying to get into fiction now. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've never been a fiction mm-hmm. guy, Same which is yeah, so weird. But, but I, I do understand the, the benefits of that and unlocking more creativity and actually mm. shutting your, your brain down. You, you, you actually connect and jump into a story rather than letting your own mind think about your story, which mm. it does for the most of the other, for the most of the rest of the day. Mm. So, yeah, that's my. Is there something that you do for creativity to, to spark? Like, if, let's say you're preparing for something, um, either like a, a a movie or something on set. Like, do you prepare mentally for that by, like, just doing activities or or something that will that will ignite some creativity? There's a there's a there's a actually acting exercise called the un- unorthodoxy exercise. And it's basically what it comes down to, the basic principle, is when you had a scene and you prepared your scene to do it in a specific way and you know how you're going to do it, now this next rehearsal, do everything opposite. Hmm. Do, go as crazy, as weird <laughs> as possible. And we know how it <laughs> go weird. <laughs> yeah, weirdo. And then you literally just go and you do it as crazy as possible. So what I kind of try and do with uh, creativity, especially having an analytical brain, a strategic, I need to throw myself completely off going, anything goes. Impulse, first instinct, impulse. So I've even tried, so stuff like that, even if I'm busy, let's say structuring or uh, I recently directed a, a, a reality TV program. I was like, cool. I need to do diaries with these uh, uh, contestants and what questions can you ask them? Now, my brain literally wants to jump to the more practical, factual mm. kind of way. So I go, cool, what if you can ask anyone like a podcast session, anything, go there, ask them, write it down, just go. Blah, blah, blah. So I force myself to do crazy stuff and then I can have, a, so it's a creative session where I just go, anything goes. Unorthodox, you just go as crazy as weird as possible. So I'll write down the questions that I want to do them, or I'll biz, maybe maybe you're writing a scene, and you go write this scene as crazy as possible. That's that's the mission. That's the goal for this session. And then afterwards, you'll have an analytical strategic session where you break that creative thing down to its core. What's stuck? What you threw something up? What stuck to the roof and what? what didn't and you can use the things that that was left over because that unlocks now stuff that I would that I would have limited myself with because especially me being analytical and strategic I would block myself no 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 no. that we can't now go there Mm. Um, is one of the things and the other thing I actually do again being practical I try and do things that that I know uh, unlock certain parts the left brain or the right brain uh, either so I started uh, brushing my teeth with my left hand Imagine that first week, dude. It was so weird. It was, 
it was just uh, this uh, 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 toothpaste dripping all over. I think I would literally over. have to change clothes after, literally. after so that. Like. I did it without a shit because I was just like, it's <laughs> going to be have to. It's gonna and be weird. shower again. Exactly. And, and so I, I did that and now I only brush my teeth left. It's been now, I think, six months. That I, and now, but that actually has been proven to unlock other parts of your brain. It needs to learn a new skill. So I try and learn new skills. Even mm. cooking for me. Love that. There's a new skill. Mm. I'm making pasta now. Mm. And it's weird. It's, it's these little things that you don't see as creativity. That's creativity that unlocks these things. It's like us making pasta dough. How does that? It's like your brain is forced to learn something new. Mm. And creativity is just pattern recognition. Mm. That's all that creativity actually is. It's pattern recognition. Taking a light in the studio and thinking about coffee and seeing a pattern where you can connect mm. those two and making sense out of that and giving a new idea out of those two things. That's creativity. So it's like forcing your mind to do new things, new skills, learn them so that your brain is forced to, to pattern recognize these things. So that's the, what I try and do. Is, that's why you always see me. Now, then you go, oh, Edwin, now you're busy with the cold shower. And now you, <laughs> no, why are you doing this now? You're being weird now. But, but that's my thing is just pushing myself again, always just out of my comfort zone and, and forcing yeah. or trying to unlock creativity. How do you how do you filter these things? Obviously, there's there's a lot of things going on out there in terms of self help and personal development and and all kinds of books and podcasts and YouTube series and there's there's a lot out there and in the time that we live in, like we all obviously have access to all of this at any time. What is your filter in terms of I'm going to try this thing or this is this is not for me? Because I think that's something that really needs to we, we really need to learn and internalize in terms of what is that that filter or that buffer in terms of everything that I see, it shouldn't necessarily be something that I try or practically apply to my life, that it's not necessarily for me. Mm. Um, like something as, as crazy as taking a, a cold shower or, mm. or something like that. What, what, what kind of gives that edge to you that this is something I need to, to bring into my life? I think, well... Self-awareness, again, getting back to that point, knowing there's too many things we try and change mm. about ourselves or mm. there's too many things that's out there. That that's exactly what I want to get to yeah. because like with, with self-awareness comes this whole like burden of where do I draw the line? Yeah. Because now we live in a culture where we think we've got no limits. Yeah. So you can watch YouTube and you can start a podcast, literally <laughs> what yeah. has happened here. So you can, you can do all these things. So I think we, we kind of need to really work on how to build that filter system because otherwise it just leads to our anxiety and being filled with stuff that you shouldn't be filled with and doing things that don't matter. Yeah, I love that, Marco, because the thing is, is when you are self-aware, you will find a thing that you go, ooh, I would like to explore that, mm -hmm. work on that, improve that, whatever mm -hmm. that is. But now what happens is, now I find a book on that, a podcast on that or whatever, but tomorrow something else pops up. So let's say for me in this season, it's to really get much more positive with the words that comes out of my mouth. So it's really to listen, to, to be mindful about speaking more positively, not fake positiveness or fake optimism or what they call a toxic positivity, not that. Literally just understanding that the words I choose to speak must, must be more positive. Now, there's books on that. But now tomorrow, let's say, I see a post from somebody that speaks about uh, the amazing uh, new workout 
to improve your biceps. Now, now, you know, Marco, I don't really need that, but <laughs> no, you know, yeah, but you know, um, but now let's say that now you go, okay, that's also, so I'm going to download that podcast as well, because I think that's uh, there's something there. So I'm just going to, and then I'm going to listen to that one. And then after that, oh, I should just be at the, at the, at the positive affirmation things. Okay, cool. And then tomorrow you read something about, uh, you should read one book a day and you go, oh, but I need, how can I do that? And it goes, oh, there's a speed reading uh, course I can do. Okay. So I'm going to do the speed. You see how many things you are busy with now. So the thing, the filter I use or the thing I was like, identify one thing mm. that you want to work on or improve or do whatever. Set a time limit. Limit. Sure. Set two weeks and get, that's your theme. I call it my weekly theme. Let's say it's positive affirmation. Let's say it's positive thinking, whatever that is. Then I'll only listen to a podcast, read a book or watch something on YouTube that aligns with that theme just for those two weeks because we've got so many people now because we've got access to 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 all of the information everybody can google how to do this now the people that's going to stand out and that's actually going to add value in this era is the people that really become master masters in a field or masters on certain topics mm. people that really and and it's not becoming a master oh i sound so clever now about this those are the people that's going to simply they're going to clarify and simplify mm. how, how, you, how you can do it. It's not going to be this complex thing. So that's, that's how I try and, and filter is going, okay, choose, choose one theme for like two weeks and you can put your own time li limit on it. Mm. Study that thing. Mm. Study that thing for two weeks. Just stick to that thing. And if you see in a week's time, you go, oh, what it? You know, I don't want to do this. Mm. Then go on, move on. That's not something then you should, you should do. And, but don't do six, seven, eight things uh, on the same time. Mm. How do you do it? The, I've started like reducing my intake. Mm. So I've actually canceled my Audible subscription um, from the beginning of this year because what I realized is like, great, I could work through 23 books in a year. But when somebody asks me a question about the book, I'm like, mm, yeah, I remember yeah. that part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, you yeah, know, yeah. because I was trying to do too many things at the same time and I really did not internalize anything that came into into my being. So what I try to do is I only listen to certain uh, podcasts mm -hmm. in, in terms of uh, I would select like three or four a year to kind of work through. And if there's a new season, I'll listen to it and, and stuff like that. And from a book point of view, I don't want to read more than 12 books a year. So one a month on average. Um, sometimes I'm really motivated. Like if, if, a, if a writer brings out a, a, another book in that year or something happens like that, then I'm very eager to do it. And then I might break the rule. But other than that, I really try and stick um, to certain seasons. And, mm -hmm. I, and I think my year is also broken into that. Like mm. um, I try to, I, I believe that God gives me a, a, a word uh, a year mm. and then I try and grow into that word as mm. much as possible so the word for this year was faithful because that's something that I struggled for, uh, with quite a bit in terms of not believing in God but l believing that he would actually intervene at a level that my own abilities cannot play a part you yes. know I'm, I'm that like you know like I'm driven and I'm, I'm going to accomplish this and I put my mind to it and I do it so I leave very much very little room for God to intervene and yeah. say listen this is something that only I can do okay yeah. so um, 
So in, in terms of that, I started reading more uh, uh, more books about faith and, yes. and and about multiplication in terms of how to use your gifts and talents and what is your gifts and talents and where go- where God comes in in terms of multiplying that. Um, so breaking stuff down into seasons and stuff like that helps me to govern and yes. put limits there. I'm not trying to study psychology and architecture and all of these things that are, that really interest me. Like I kind of find myself like on Pinterest looking at houses and yeah. architecture and stuff like that. Then I'm like, you need to cap it boy. Because that's kind of my Netflix, you know, yeah. I love looking at um, of, or, or absorbing information around architecture and stuff. Like, and it's once again, it's also a season like mm. previously it was other things and and recipes and, and stuff like that but it so also brings you joy it does bring yeah. me joy and it excites me and it energizes me but then i kind of get to a point where it looks th- this is nothing than an escape like oh, yeah. you need to kind of put it in a box that if you want to look at pinterest do it like between five and six yes. or whatever but don't go be like midday and like just scroll yeah. there. Be intentional. Cause, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I don't necessarily do the the Facebook or Instagram thing on a on a on a daily or a regular basis to check in on that. But I do find myself exploring interests. So mm. I'll I'll listen to a YouTube video of Jordan Peterson talking about something very interesting in psychology. Um, and stuff like that and I'll, I'll, I'll start and, and, and become almost like a spiral in terms of listening to the next video and the next video it's clickbait like the titles are just like if you like this yeah, you then like the next one. we know this um, so that's kind of what I do I try to pack it into seasons because yeah. to, to me if I narrow it down too much to a, a daily basis or a weekly basis because my schedule is n- like not my own at this at this point in time I try to make it fluid enough so I have breathing room to to change things but not so fluid that i don't commit to to anything Mm. i Um, like that idea of the book thing where you just if and i think when it links to your theme like you said like for you it's like a year thing which is amazing it's incredible it's like a super focus for 12 months which is amazing and with the book thing as well i found that also finding leaders or Mm. people that you truly believe or truly admire or want to follow to stick to those people because Mm. they will be contradicting opinions Mm. um i mean even thinking about certain like um christian leaders there's going to be different so when you choose and i go oh but that guy said no like (laughs) okay so now i'm confused yeah now i'm gonna also make sense yeah i'm now gonna go pray tomorrow morning for clarity because this guy said now and the thing is is i've started now as well as choosing my like three people on the theme Mm. that i want and i stick to those Mm. those three those are the leaders i trust and and you'll have uh, confirmation you'll have clarity on who those those people are like you you'll just you'll just know like that that that's your 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 three or whoever and you study them it's like you when you i've read uh, some i think it was a quote or something I, i'm gonna ruin it now but it was like the, the the people that became heroes or the masters in their field all studied somebody before them that was mm. a master in their field and it's like when you can just zone in mm. on this person and look at everything that makes them incredible mm. and then apply your personality mm. and your gifts and your magic to that. Mm. It's going to transcend in something else and mm. even more. But, but you needed that leader. Mm. You needed that person that can guide you mm. um, into something that, that you want to execute. And that's, that's something that very excites me lately in mm. terms of I've been looking into the word potential, right? 
Like the word potential seems so like mm. blasé. Like you've got so much potential, Edwin. Like go Stop shoot for that. the stars, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, and we use that word so easily, but to me, it's such a thing that you can't explain. Mm. Like potential in a certain person, you, you literally can't bound that to anything. Like if you are interested in like personal development and mm. being the best version of yourself, the stuff that you create, mm. the stuff that you put out there, um, the stuff that you share in your coaching sessions, mm. that potential that lives there. And I, I mean, I've been studying um, how Billy Graham become, became who he, he was and just how weird his path was. One would think that he was born this amazing uh, pastor and philosopher mm. and, and speaker, but how his journey actually ended up being. And, and I mean, it's everybody, Simon Sinek. He had an ad agency or, yeah. or something like that and then transpired into doing the TED Talk and that are here we are yeah. so and that's potential that's something that i think and, and that's why i like the word unlock potential because mm. i literally think once you have these keys of self-awareness and I, I think there's two main components in terms of self-awareness knowing who you are and who you're not and then the drive to actually execute on that because yeah. i think a lot of people know who they are but they don't necessarily have the drive to actually do something about it yeah um so i like i could actually be very powerful in this space but i just don't necessarily want to get there and that could be because of comfort yeah. because of fear uh, of taking risks or, or whatever the case might be but that thing of potential in terms of what is what has been born in you in yes. me in everybody yes. um and how you allow that to shape your destiny or wherever you go yeah. and what you put out there because that can either be somebody coming to god mm. or it can be somebody that uh, breaks a bad habit mm. and moves into a space where they're actually uh, full of life and, and living a fulfilled life. So that is so I fascinating to me. I love that. But you know what's interesting about that for me is that when you just said, you said it's, it's, it's two things, it's self-awareness and drive like mm. those. Now, I've recently studied also the, the topic flow and, mm. and it's a state of consciousness where you feel and perform at your best. Now, something interesting is when it comes to drive and motivation you get something like being intrinsically motivated and extrinsically motivated. Sure. Now, extrinsically motivated is being motivated by stuff outside of you. It's money. It's those things. Those, that's only going to take you that far. Mm -hmm. when, you are intrinsically, when you are intrinsically motivated, you do things out of the pure enjoyment of doing that thing. Sure. That drives you. So now imagine being super self-aware of what your gifts are, how you operate, what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are. But now what drives you, and that's where I think potential expands and explodes, mm. is when you are driven intrinsically with a purpose, with a mission, with something, because that can go in so many directions any moment mm. possible. It's like the potential of Every this micro atom, decision. Exactly. Every micro, de micro decision can take you anywhere, but it's intrinsically driven. That's mm. what I find about a mission and a purpose statement people get weird when you go there and run but i'm like do you understand the drive because in every single second of every single conversation or or action you do in the day if you have a clear mission statement or a purpose you can reframe every challenge every trial mm. to be worth it 
because I'm busy living and I can align and change my actions or my conversations in this moment mm. to my why and to my potential, which is mm. intrinsically driven. And that excites me mm. because then the potential is, it's, it's almost like it's like a, a, a bomb that mm. the potential inside a bomb, it can explode any second. Mm. And that's what excites me about people is that they can explode into this whole new mm. avenue or mm. a business that pops up. It, mm. it was always there, mm. but the intrinsic motivation just needs to mm. go for it. And, the, and the, the true value of that is it's infinite. Mm. Like, mm. like it, it does not stop. Yeah, yeah. Like whatever we do in this life yeah. and, the, and, the, and the stuff that we do, that has a significant effect. And it, it could have don't it, it like it really could be that you don't have that effect yeah um when you don't live into your gifts and your talents and you just stay in in your safe haven um or it can be a place where it just excels and mm. it's and, and there's these two words like i'm reading this book by john brevere the driven by eternity mm. which is it's it's rough <laughs> it's rough in the sense like it it really you can either be motivated by earthly things mm-hmm. by good things or by eternity in terms of um like if you, you, you're motivated by money, success, the car, the house, the whatever, um, or you can be driven by things that are um, infinite, like God and eternity and, and getting people into heaven and um, exploring other people's gifts so they can proclaim um, God and, and their gifts and talents and the way that they conduct themselves and stuff like that. And when it comes to those two words, like eternity and infinite, it... It, it, it's mind-blowing because mm. none of us would know what that could look like. Yeah. Not even the person that possesses that potential has the ability to understand. Like, like we don't know. Yeah. Like, we hear 30-odd years old, yeah. 31, um, <laughs> uh, odd years old, and, and we don't know what it's going to look like yeah. in f- um, it, when we're 40, if we, uh, if we reach that, hopefully. Yes. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we, we don't know what we are saying yes to and saying mm. no to and how that shapes. And if we have a mindset that's more driven about the infinite stuff and stuff that lasts for an eternity, the effect that it has on the people around us is so much better. And it's not just to leave a legacy and uh, praise for, for, for praise or anything like that. It's to leave a lasting impression that you create a feeling with inside mm. people mm. that points to something bigger than what we see and who we are. It's almost like looking at nature. There's nothing that you can explain like looking at a beautiful mountain range Mm. and beautiful ocean view and not feel something. I think it's literally impossible for you to feel that, wow, there's something bigger, there's something with much more potential than than the everyday things. I want to pull on that thread for one second and I want to... So, staying on the topic of, you know, eternity and potential and the power within... Now, in the word, it also says that you've got the same power, the same strength or spirit inside of you that raised Jesus from the dead. Now, okay. Let's think about that for a while. Let's quickly go Exactly. Now you go and you say that my carnal body, Mm. mind are going to struggle to fathom that idea. Yeah, because we struggle to not eat a second bite of chocolate. Exactly. Never mind changing the world. Now you think, okay, so if I can get myself to a place to renew my mind daily, Mm. to really step into that moment or that truth in my mind, then that potential is eternal Mm. when you live that out. So that's just where I also go because I've been meditating on that thing and I was like, 
do you do you, do you realize this, Edwin? Like, and it's a challenge, and it's a massive blessing, and it's intrinsically motivating. On that, given the fact of potential and and in in eternity and infinite, what do you think it takes to be fulfilled? In terms of, let's say you you have this infinite mindset and you really think about. Um, exploring your gifts and really just using them and and having good habits how do you think that shapes a fulfilled life or what does a fulfilled life look like for you hmm. it's a it's a it's a heavy question no but i like it you know <laughs> you know i think i want to i want to go and say for myself and in the season i'm in a fulfilled life is knowing exactly what my calling is, well. but then understanding that it's not me and I can't put all of the trust and faith in myself sure. to execute it. So that means when I'm in every second of the day, because usually I try and do everything myself, mm. when I can get to a place where I'm okay with self-doubt, when I'm okay with stress, when I'm okay when anxiety hits me, mm. because I understand that I have received everything inside of me to overcome, to battle that, to resist that, then I'm not going to work so hard and stress and allow that stress to affect me, to allow mm. that anxiety to take over mm. and just be present every single second of every single day, understanding that I'm busy in this moment living out my calling and purpose and having trust and faith in that. Mm. And that makes me, that, that I, for me, it's a, it's, it's a fulfilling life because I can go to, st go to bed tonight understanding that I was literally aiming to be present every single second with my purpose, with my calling. And I can't, I heard this other uh, 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 quote of the other day that you should, you should start to become comfortable with self-doubt mm. and failure. Mm. And I thought about that. I was like, oh, well, I don't like that because now it's challenging because now you're telling me self-doubt is going to happen and you're telling me failure is going to happen and I'm an mm. achiever. Mm. I'm going <laughs> And I go, okay, but wait a minute. When I become comfortable with it, it doesn't mean that I accept it as that's my mm -hmm. true north or that's mm -hmm. what's... It means that I'm not going to allow my emotions to take over and affect the decision, the decision I make next. Mm -hmm. So when self-doubt comes, when I allow my emotions to take over, mm -hmm. I make worse decisions Definitely. next. When, I, when failure hit me and I allow my emotions to take over and I'm not being present and allowing just to get comfortable in that space mm. i'm gonna make bad decisions next mm. and so that's my fulfilling mm. idea is that when you can become comfortable because you know you're living your calling mm. and you're just trying every second to be present mm. and trusting god in that sense that he will take you there it's mm. not about you <laughs> and it's difficult it's like saying it is like even as i say it's like that's difficult mm. that's that's the i think that's the journey that is such a revelation because i think that's what the most of us are struggling with mm. in the sense of we have this picture of being perfect being portrayed to us 
on social media and i don't mean just in terms of people's lifestyles i mean literally i'm bringing the 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 pinterest example in here again you see something that you like a garden or or landscaping or a kitchen that you really want in your own home and you kind of get fixated on what that perfect picture would look like Mm. and you don't appreciate what you have now and the same with that like we we think that we think that perfection is something that we can reach and 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 it's not like um i read the book ecclesiastics uh, uh, lately and like that is 12 chapters yeah. of wow yeah. <laughs> like saying everything is meaningless and, and and stuff like that it brings you to a point where why are we chasing perfection if we just live live into our calling and we uh, listen to god's voice and we do the things we know we need to do because that's what we were created to be or and to do um and then just allow for things to go wrong and for yeah. stuff to yeah. fail and be okay with it. That's but now yeah. in our minds, we say we can't fail. We can't do this. It has to ha- look like this. It has to be perfect. And that constantly puts us in a space where we have these discontentment and we're not fulfilled. We're feeling anxious and deprived of things. And I think many of us go to a space where the world owes me something. Mm. Um, and it's such an unhealthy space to live in where we can just realize that, listen, failure is inevitable. It's going to happen. Yeah. Like people are going to disappoint me. And that's something that I had to deal with in terms of, I really don't like disappointing people, mm-hmm. but I also need to realize that I am going to disappoint people mm. and probably quite a few times yeah. often. Um, and I need to manage that, but uh, there's some stuff that I just can't control. Mm. Um, even though we want to control it and we think we can solve every problem, we just can't and we need to be okay with that. And I think once we are okay with that, the, the possibility of living a fulfilled life changes in mm. terms of the fulfilled life is not necessarily a perfect life, mm. but it's a life that, like you said, I'm self-aware of where my gifts and talents mm. are and I'm living into them. Mm. I know I'm not perfect, but I know which actions hurt people around me that I need to manage and you are comfortable with the lack of perfection in the world the uh, the the sadness the pain the death the all of those things that surround us and you don't just give them the credit that they deserve you don't give them all the credit they don't have that 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 capture nature in you in terms of if that happens that's like the worst thing ever mm-hmm. and I, I always tell the, the team here that I live in this awkward mind space in terms of every single day, both the best thing ever could happen mm. and the worst thing ever could happen. And I live in that centerpiece. Like it, it kind of is a weird place because you don't let, get like super crazy excited where you know when you were a kid, you would run and just shout and like, I'm not there. And I'm also not at the place from on the flip side where I'm just down in the dumps or whatever. Mm. I live in this in the center part where I'm super content and natural or try to be super content mm. and natural. Let's just say it yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you try to be super content and, and natural and you experience those emotions of joy and happiness mm. and you live in them fully. And you also allow the sadness and that stuff to creep mm. in, but you don't give them authority over your feelings mm. and, and, and your emotions. I mean, we're... Uh, I, I truly, I want to say this in Afrikaans, and mm. then I'll, I'll back it in English as well, maar ons moet ophou om so lelik te wees met ons self. Ja, ons moet. Ons is baie lelik met ons self. En ek dink, that's, that's, the, yeah, just for anybody English, we should stop being so 
uh, rude and and and, and, hard, on and hard on ourselves. And mm. and I mean, saying that to a high achiever, I mean, oh, they go, oh, oh, pff, whatever. Oh, I need to perform, and I get that. That's beautiful, man. Like I'm, I, I'm there. You there? Like high achievers want to go, go, go. But the and thing analytical. Is, so if I'm not achieving oh, this, why am I not achieving this? Exactly. I'm, I'm worthless. <laughs> I am not Useless. validated. Exactly. And what I'm, what I'm getting myself at these days now in my mind is understanding that the whole concept or analogy of that we are pieces of art. We are works of art, each individual. Now, an art piece is an abstract. Like what's going to be beautiful mm. to me and what's going to be beautiful mm. to you is going to be totally two different things. Mm. And that's where I find myself in this space where I go, you know, I've been given the colors. I've been given the gifts is the reds. The is the, it's, the, it's this, this stuff. But what happens with the paint, what happens with, with what I decide to do is the choices I make. What, that's going to fuel this piece of art that I make with my life. But now the thing is, why do I compare mm. my art piece with somebody else? And why do I imagine a picture mm. on Pinterest or Instagram and try and force it into my uh, mm. uh, work of art? And then it just doesn't become authentic. Mm. And I promise you, when you stand away from that uh, piece of art, you yourself are going to go, ah, oh, it just doesn't mm. work. It mm. just doesn't work. And that's why I go, because you are busy with an incredible piece of work of art that's mm. in front of you. And you just need to accept that, that failure is going to be there. self is going to be there. But you need to be authentically, weirdly, crazily, mm. joyfully, just yourself. Preach. And <laughs> preach, son. <laughs> but the thing is, see it, and, and that helps me, is to see mm. it as I'm a work of art. Mm. And art is just, it's abstract. It can be this weird piece of colors that's thrown onto a canvas and you can stand there and just go i see something i see the pain i see the joy i see these things but i can't compare it with somebody mm. else or with that piece of of art mm. and if i just, if we can get into that place just seeing myself as this uh, that get that gets my mind off of mm. i need to be perfect i mm. need to be that i need to be paint <laughs> On that note, yeah. my lieve friend, yes, thank you so, so much. I cannot thank you enough for this moment in time um, with all this potential that we spoke about. May this episode bless people all mm. around and may that just wake something up within them that says like, listen, I can do this. I can achieve this. I just need to put my mind towards it and, and practically thank you for the practical tips that you've mm. added to it in terms of not just saying that this is the beautiful picture, but this is how you can, can achieve that. And thank you for the friend that you've mm. been so far and for the journey that we've been able to walk together. And I'm so excited for what is to come. I think I tell you this every single time I see you, but there's just this potential, for the lack of a different word, yes. that's within you that sparks something in me every single time I see you. Mm. And I'm so thankful for that. Mm. As we exit this conversation, I'm going to ask you about 10 quick questions. Oh, wow. And you have to just say the first thing that comes up in your mind. They're not weird questions. It's just like, don't think about it. Just answer them. Just go with it. Um, yeah. And then, then we're done. Can I, before you, before yes, you go, sure. there, I want to say as well, just, th I don't, I don't think, and I think you know this as well, but I don't think you realize how, how excited I am for the framework to flourish. And I think as well, when you, also start to really speak out of your truth mm -hmm. and out of what you that what actually really excites you in life yeah. you influence people mm 
mm-hmm. you change the environment you influence the environment so i'm super excited and and thank you for being that and as well being a friend for that and we always back each other which i mm-hmm. realize and encourage each other i think both of us have got that gift of encouragement so uh, thank you all which is one bundle of encouragement I mean, if you're gonna walk we go. into this studio right now you're gonna leave encouraged okay um but yeah thank you so much and thank you for your yeah, making this environment to be yeah a transparent place to just share and, and go crazy i appreciate that thank you so much right so those okay. those questions shukles what book do you currently read um uh, the power of imagination hmm. by andrew womack cool favorite food pizza a favorite bible verse um, no word of God will ever fail. Wow. Favorite song? Uh, Roxette, The Look. She's got the Oh, wow. Take it back. Okay. That's so cool. Yeah. Favorite wine? Uh, Shiraz. Favorite farm? Uh, wine no, farm. No, <laughs> no, I'm too, I'm too, yeah. Or, Try everything. Yeah, yeah. Good sh- strategy. Pet peeve? Uh, pet peeve. Um... Pet peeve, pet peeve would be, oh, I don't know. Pet you don't peeve. get agitated, that's amazing. No, I do, I'm thinking, now, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking now, okay, take it home, but don't take it too close to home. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think, I, I think a pet peeve would be, um, oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's literally, I think Izal will, will, will back me on this, but it's when, I hear people talk about the same thing over and over and they mm. don't do anything about it. And, mm. it. and it's not a judgment. It's like, I get frustrated. Mm. I just do. Because I've been there and I was like, oh. It's that it achiever mind. It's, it's that like achiever mindset. I'm working yeah. on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's a good yeah. thing to have for us. Uh, Bradley Cooper or Ryan, Ryan Reynolds? Ooh, Ryan Reynolds. Sia of Bosfakansi. Sia. If you could travel anywhere in the world right now, where would it be? Barcelona. Hmm, why Spain it's something that just I've always wanted to go there and I did Mm. and you know how people say I want to go to that place like it happened to me with France anybody that that wants to go there and still go there it's I'm sure it's different for everybody but I went to Paris and I was it was so (laughs) overrated I was just like okay Eiffel Tower great and it was (laughs) and and for somebody else it might have been total different experience for me I was like okay Barcelona. Mm. It's just this thing. I, I've got this. We, we joke in our family that we think we are definitely from an Italian or Spanish uh, 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 background because we're all this emotional, energetic, mm. making food and drinking mm. wine and just experiencing pasta. You know, like, oh, pasta. Big on a family, <laughs> big on a pizza. And I literally go and I was like, I want to go to Barcelona because the energy there and the vibe and the mm. art and the, you know, it's just, the, it looked like the environment that. And I also wanted to go see the Sagrada Familia. And we went there and I told Izal, this is even better mm. than what I thought it would wow. be. So that environment, I can actually see myself live there and yeah, enjoy life fully. So that's why Barcelona is just, yeah, Spain, it, the culture, there's an energy, there's a, there's a contentment while I achieve there, which mm. is interesting. It's people are doing incredible stuff, but I mean, at like... 10 in the morning, they sit outside having meetings, chilling there, having a croissant. Some people are having just a beer, but they don't get drunk or anything, mm. literally. They have it and then they go back to work. And it's that stress that we experience here, that constant edge of mm. rushing and busyness, That's not, not there. Wow. People just create. People just go. Yeah. That's insane. Last question. 
complete the sentence. Life is all about joy. Wow. On that note, my friend, thank you so much. Thank you. Um, it's been a very long <laughs> podcast episode, <laughs> but um, like we don't know how to how to tame our encouraging um, mindset. So uh, thank you so much for that. Thank you, Marcus.